Hello, and welcome to 30 Days of Grimm. Today's fairy tale will talk about the importance of being content with what you have. Here's Episode 7, The Fisherman and His Wife. Once upon a time, there was a fisherman and his wife who lived together in a hovel close by the sea. Every day the fisherman went out fishing, and he fished and fished. Once he sat angling and gazing into the bright water, he sat and sat. Then his hook suddenly went to the bottom, deep down below, and when he pulled it up, he brought out a large flounder. And the flounder said to him, Listen, fisherman, I pray you, let me live. I am not a real flounder, but an enchanted prince. What help will it be to you that you kill me? Why, I wouldn't even taste good. So put me in the water again and let me swim away. Well, said the man, you do not need to talk so much. A flounder that can talk, I should have let him swim away anyhow. And with this, he put it back in the clear water, and the flounder swam down to the seabed, leaving a long stream of blood behind him. The fisherman got up and went home to his wife. Husband, said the wife, didn't you catch anything today? No, said the man, I just caught a flounder who said he was an enchanted prince, so I let him swim away again. And you didn't make a wish first, asked the wife. No, said the man, what should I have wished for? Oh, said the wife, it is terrible to have to live forever in this hovel. It smells and it is disgusting. You might have wished for a little cottage for us. Go back at once and call him. Tell him we want to have a little cottage. He is sure to do it for us. Ah, said the man, why should I go there again? Well, said the woman, because you caught him and let him swim free again. He is sure to do it. Go on. The man didn't really feel like going. Neither did he wish to act against his wife's advice. But he went to the sea once more. And when he got there, the sea was quite green and yellow and not at all as clear as before. So he stood there and said, Flounder, flounder in the sea, come, I pray you, here to me. For my wife, my Isabel, wills not as I should will. Then the flounder came swimming up to him and said, Well, what does she want? Oh, said the man, when I caught you, my wife says I ought to have wished something for myself. She no longer likes living in a hovel. She would like to have a cottage. Just go there, said the flounder. She will have it all. So he went home, and there his wife sat, no longer in the hovel. There stood a little cottage, and his wife was sitting outside on a bench. She took him by the hand and said, Come in and see how much better it is. So they went in, and there was a little porch in the cottage, a pretty little living room and bedroom where their bed stood. There was a kitchen and pantry, with all of the finest utensils made of tin and brass, all that a kitchen should have. And behind the cottage there was a little yard, with chickens and ducks, and a trim little garden with vegetables and fruit in it. See that, said the wife, isn't it nice? Yes, said the husband, and so it shall stay. Now we shall live quite content. We'll see about that, said the woman, and with it they had something to eat and went to bed. So all went well for about a week, and the woman said, Listen, husband, the cottage is far too narrow, and the yard and garden are so small, the flounder could have given us a bigger house. I should like to live in a big stone castle. Go to the flounder and tell him he should give us a castle. But wife, said the husband, the cottage is good enough as it is. 
Why do we need a castle to live in? Oh, be off with you, said the woman. Go to him. The flounder can do this quite easily. No, wife, said the man. The fish has given us the cottage. I have no mind to go to him again. The flounder might get offended. Go all the same, said the woman. It's well in his power and he'll be glad to do it. Just go and see him. The man did not feel like going. His heart was so heavy. He said to himself, it is not right. But in the end, he went. When he came to the sea, the water was purple and dark blue, gray and thick, but calm enough. He stood there and said, flounder, flounder in the sea. Come, I pray you, hear to me. For my wife, my Isabel, wills not as I should will. Well, what is it she wants, said the flounder. Ah, oh, said the man, rather troubled. She wants to live in a stone castle. Just go home, said the fish. She is standing before the door. The man went off and thought he would be going home to his cottage. But when he got there, there now stood a big stone castle. His wife was standing on the steps about to enter, and she took him by the hand and said, Come in. He went in with her. There was a great hall with a marble floor and lots of servants everywhere who quickly opened the great doors. The walls were hung with lovely tapestries, and in the chambers nothing but golden chairs and tables, crystal chandeliers hanging from the ceilings and carpets covering all the floors. Food and the choicest wines were on the tables, which looked as if they would break under the load. Behind the house was a big courtyard with stables and cow sheds and the most splendid coaches. There was a magnificent garden with the loveliest of flowers and fine fruit trees and a pleasure grove quite half a mile long. There were stags and roes and hares, indeed all that a man's heart could ever desire. Well now, said the woman, isn't this nice? Ah, oh, yes, sighed the man, and so it shall stay. Now we shall live in this fine castle and be content. We'll see about that and sleep on it, said the woman. And with that, they went to bed. The next morning, the wife was the first to wake up. It was just before daybreak, and from her bed, she saw the glorious land lying before her. The man was still stretching himself, so she dug him with her elbow and said, Man, get up and take a look out the window. Look, we could be king and queen over all that land. Go to the flounder and say we would like to be king and queen. Oh, wife, said the man, why should we be king and queen? I have no wish to be king. Well, if you won't be king, I will. Just go to the flounder and say I wish to be king. Oh, wife, said the man, what do you want to be king for? I simply can't go ask him for that. Why not, said the woman. Go there straight away. I must be king. The man was in utter distress that his wife wished to be king. It isn't right. It isn't right, he thought. He did not feel like going there at all. But in the end, he went. When he came to the sea, the sea was all black and gray, and the water was boiling up from below. It smelled quite foul. He stood there and said, Flounder, flounder in the sea. Come, I pray you, hear to me. For my wife, my Isabel, wills not as I should will. Well, what is it she wants, said the flounder as he came up. Ah, oh, said the man, she wants to be king. Go home, she is king already, said the flounder. The man went back, and when he came to the castle, he saw the castle had become much bigger, like a palace. It had a great tower magnificently embellished, Sentries stood before the gate, and there were many, many soldiers with drums and trumpets. 
He went inside, and everything there was pure marble and gold, with velvet coverings and golden tassels. Then the doors of the great hall opened, and the whole of the royal court was assembled there. His wife sat on a high throne of gold and diamonds, and had a big golden crown on her head. The scepter in her hand was of pure gold and precious stones, and on either side of her stood six maidens in a row, each a head shorter than the one before. He went and stood before her and said, Oh, wife, so now you are king. Yes, said the wife, now I am king. And he stood and gazed at her, and having thus looked at her for some time, he said, Oh, wife, being king suits you so well. Let us wish for nothing more. No, husband, said the woman, growing quite restless. I am already feeling bored and can't stand it any longer. Go to the flounder. I am king now, but I must be made emperor as well. Alas, wife, what do you want to be emperor for? Husband, she said, go to the flounder. I will be emperor. Oh, wife, said the man, the flounder can't make emperors. I can't say that to him. There is but one emperor in the realm. The flounder can't make you emperor. He positively can't do that. What? said the woman. I am king and you are merely my husband. Go there at once. If he can make kings, he can make emperors. I simply must be emperor. Go straight to him. So he had to go. However, on his way there, he suddenly felt terribly miserable. And as he walked on, he thought to himself, this is not right and not a good thing. To ask to be emperor is too impudent. The fish will get tired of it in the end. Just then, when he reached the sea, it was black and thick and had begun to boil from below, so it made bubbles. A gust of wind blowing over it made it all frothy, and the man got frightened. But he stood there and said, Flounder, flounder in the sea, come, I pray you, hear to me. For my wife, my Isabel, wills not as I should will. Well, what does she want, said the flounder. Alas, flounder, my, my wife wants to become emperor. Just go home, said the flounder. She is emperor already. The man went back, and when he came home, the whole palace became one of polished marble with alabaster figures and gold decorations. Soldiers were marching in front of the gate, blowing trumpets and beating cymbals and drums. Inside, there were barons and earls and dukes walking about as mere servants. Doors of pure gold opened for him. He entered, and there was his wife, sitting on a throne of one solid piece of gold, easily two miles high. She had a large golden crown on her head, set with diamonds. In one hand she held the scepter, and in the other the imperial apple. On either side of her stood the lifeguards, each shorter than the one before him, with an enormous giant two miles tall, to the smallest dwarf only as big as my little finger, and there were many princes and dukes standing before her. The man went up and stood among them and said, Oh, wife, you are emperor now. Yes, said she, I am emperor. And he stood and gazed at her for quite a long time and afterwards said, Oh, wife, isn't it nice that you are emperor? Husband, said she, what are you standing there for? I am emperor now, but I want to be pope too. Go and see the fish about it. Oh, wife, said the man, what more do you want? Pope, you cannot be. There is only one pope in all Christendom. He cannot make you that. Husband, she said, I will be pope. Go straight to him. I want to be pope today. 
No, wife, said the man, that I dare not tell him. That he would not do, that's asking too much. The flounder cannot make you pope. Husband, what silly chatter, said the wife. If he can make me emperor, he can make me pope as well. Go straight to him. I am the emperor, and you are merely my husband, so go there at once. He got frightened, but he went and felt quite faint. He trembled and quaked, and his knees and calves shook. A high wind swept over the land, and clouds gathered, so it was dark like evening. The leaves were falling off the trees, and the water rushed as if it were boiling, and crashed against the shore. In the distance, ships were firing guns in distress and pitching and tossing on the billows. Yet there was still a patch of blue sky in the middle, but on every side of it it was as red as before a heavy thunderstorm. Then he went and stood by the edge of the sea, anxious and despondent, and said, Flounder, flounder in the sea, come, I pray you, here to me, for my wife, my Isabel, wills not as I should will. Well, what is it she wants? asked the flounder. Alas, said the man, she, she wants to be pope. Go to her then, said the flounder. She is pope already. He went back, and when he got there, there stood a big cathedral with nothing but palaces all around. He pushed his way through the crowd. Inside, everything was lit with thousands and thousands of lights, and his wife was dressed all in gold, sitting on a throne much higher than the one before. Three golden crowns were on her head, and all around her was rich in ecclesiastical splendor. On either side of her stood two rows of lights, the largest so thick and tall as the highest of towers, down to the tiniest of kitchen candles. Emperors and kings from every land were on their knees before her and kissing her slippers. Wife, said the man, looking at her wonderingly, you are Pope now, aren't you? Yes, she said, I am Pope. Whereupon he stood and looked straight at her, as if he was looking at the bright sun. When he had thus contemplated her for a time, he said, Oh, wife, how nice it is that you are Pope. But she looked as stiff as a post and did not stir. And he said, Wife, be content. Now you are Pope, you cannot go any higher. We will see about that, said the wife. Then they went to bed, but she was not contented. Greed would not let her sleep, and she lay awake thinking of what she might still become. The man slept soundly. He had done a lot of running the day before, but his wife could not fall asleep at all and tossed from side to side all night long. At last, the sun was about to rise, and when the wife saw the dawn reddening on the horizon, she sat up in her bed and gazed at it. As she was looking through the window and saw the sun rise, it occurred to her, could I not make the sun and moon rise? Husband, she said, giving him a poke in the ribs, wake up and go to the flounder. I want to be like the good God himself. The man was still half asleep, but he got so alarmed he fell out of bed. He thought he had not heard right, rubbed his eyes and said, oh wife, what did you say? Husband, she said, I cannot order the sun and moon to rise. I can only sit and watch them. I cannot bear it. I will know no peace any more, not even for an hour. I must cause them to rise myself. She regarded him with such a terrifying look that a shudder ran through him. Go at once to the flounder. I wish to be like God. Alas, wife, said the man and fell on his knees before her. That the fish cannot do. He can make emperors and popes, but I beseech you, be sensible and remain pope. 
Then she got into a rage. Her hair flew wildly about her head. She tore open her bodies and gave him a kick and screamed, I simply cannot and will not bear this any longer. Go right away, will you? The man put on his trousers and ran off like a madman. Outside, a storm was raging, and it was blowing so hard that he could hardly keep on his feet. Houses and trees were blown over, and the hills trembled. Rocks rolled down into the sea, and the skies were pitch dark. There was thunder and lightning, and the sea rolled with black waves as high as church steeples with crests of white foam. He couldn't hear his own voice when he cried, Flounder, flounder in the sea, come, I pray you, here to me, for my wife, my Isabel, wills not as I should will. Well, what is it she wants now, said the flounder. Alas, he cried, she wants to be like God. Go to her, said the flounder. She is back in the hovel again. And there they are living to this very day.